Hello, everyone. You are listening to the latest Flyers Talk podcast presented by Great Railing. I am Jordan Hall, and as always, I am joined by the dynamic Joe Fordyce. Joe, we're getting closer and closer to September, which is when training camp will start. So I think Flyers season, before we know it, will be here. And one thing I I realized throughout the season, throughout training camp, preseason, regular season, one thing that's always debated and constantly discussed is the lineup. And it's a lot like baseball where the lineup obviously comes out every day and fans love to pick it apart or say what they like. Uh, So we figured we would hit on the Flyers lineup, start doing that in a series of podcasts here. So on this edition of the podcast, we're going to predict the top six for the Flyers going into the season. And then on another podcast, we'll do the bottom six. And then another podcast, we'll predict the defense. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. So, Joe, I think this exercise will help us really kind of portray the depth at Ford or the lack of depth, maybe might be a better term, and really what the team has from a talent perspective in their forward groups. So let's get right into it, Joe. In, the, in, in your mind, what should be the top six? What do you think it could look like come the start of the regular season? So as I look at their roster right now, and, and of course this the depth is going to be hit big time right away with the absence of Joel Farabee. So um, when looking at the lineup of, uh, you know, Sean Couturier will be the number one center. And to me, I'm looking at um, – I'm going to say JVR and Konechny on his wings. And the reason I say that is not necessarily having to do with ability. I mean, Cam Atkinson obviously had the most goals out of any of these forwards that are going to be playing. Um, But Atkinson played a lot on the second line, and he played a good amount with Kevin Hayes. So I'm going to keep that intact, but – the top line, I think, is going to be that area where John Tortorella zeroes in on guys like JVR and Travis Konechny and says, I need to get more out of these two players, and the way I get more out of them is to put them on the top line and put them with Sean Couturier mm-hmm. and basically say, guys, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you your top line players. Go play like top line players and prove me right or prove me wrong, and then there'll be changes. Um, JVR has not played that high in the lineup in most of his time since in this second go-around with the Flyers. Um, And I just feel like he and Konechny are the guys that Tortorella will look at this roster and zero in on and say, I can get more out of these guys. They've done more at different times in their career, each of them. And quite frankly – the stature on the team with the money that they're making, they need to do more. It's not just about they can do more. They have to do more. And the Flyers brought John Tortorella here uh, to be a coach to get more out of these guys and perhaps have these guys reach the potential that 
let's be honest, they have not reached it in the last few seasons um, in the, as individual players. Obviously, the team hasn't either, but I'm speaking about the individual players and their track record. Um, so they always say in baseball, you know, guys are going to play to the back of their baseball cards. I think John Tortorella wants these guys to play to the back of their hockey cards like three years ago. Yeah. So, um, so that's my first line is Couturier, JVR, and uh, and um, Travis Konechny. The second line would be Kevin Hayes with Cam Atkinson on the wing. And that other wing is a real tricky one to me because there, that's where I feel like you're gonna have you're gonna have to be. It's gonna be an exp- experimental spot to start the season with the la- with the absence of Farabee. So I'm gonna say I'm I'm gonna go out there and I'm gonna say uh, Noah Cates to start the season because I, I don't. Why not? Essentially, I mean you're you should be in a progression year, and I think you need to find out. Does he – can he play that high in the lineup? Can he stay that high in the lineup? And obviously it's only until um, in, until Joel Faraby gets back. But I think it's a good time to start experimenting with players. So really, you know, when you look around at this lineup, I think he's as good a candidate as any to see if he can play that high in the lineup. And when you put him with playmaking type of players like Atkinson and Hayes – see what he can do. So that's what I'm going to go with for my top six. It's funny, as I was looking at it uh, this morning, uh, Noah Cates came to mind as a sleeper for that for that second line. I saw it, and I, 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 I think they're high on him. I thought he had a great audition. He had five goals, four assists, and 16 games last year. A lot of that was in bottom six minutes. Um, so I, I think the team is high on Noah Cates, and I think they feel like he's a guy that's going to scale the lineup. Like he can play in different spots. And I have a feeling the way he plays is going to be something that John Tortorella really likes. Um, yeah, Joe, my first line is the same as yours. I like James Van Riemsdyk, Sean Couturier, Travis Konechny. I think James Van Riemsdyk's uh, spot on that first line kind of shows you where the depth's gone uh, for the Flyers over the last couple seasons. Uh, over the previous two or three years, you know, we had debated whether James Van Riemsdyk was a second or third line player. Did he... Did he have a spot in that top six? Sometimes he did, and sometimes he didn't. I mean, he was actually benched for a game in the playoffs in the bubble in Elaine Vigneault's first season. Now, you know, both of us have him on the first line. So no Jacob Borchek, no Claude Giroux, no Oscar Lindblom. Suddenly the Flyers have uh, definitely a shortage, I think, of, of on depth where JVR is looking like a first-line player or at least certainly – a top six player, but he's in a prove it sort of a showcase year. Obviously it's a contract year for him. I think the flyers, obviously there's a good chance. Maybe they looked into possibly moving him this past off season. There has been chatter about a buyout, but I don't think that made a whole lot of a sense from a financial perspective in terms of what they would actually save on a buyout. So JVR is here. I think he's still a productive player. He led the team in goals last year. He's got streakiness to him. I think he's a pro. I think he goes about things the right way. So I think putting him on that first line will be a good chance to show what he can do, showcase him a little bit, let him build his confidence in a a really important year for him and for the team in terms of their futures together. 
Sean Couturier, you know, brainer for me, Joe. And then Konechny, I want to see what he can do with Sean Couturier again. Uh, if you remember at the start of 2019-20 when things were good in Flyers land, Konechny was on Sean Couturier's line to start with Oscar Lindblom. It was the team's best line by far. Uh, Konechny had his all-star season that year. We all know what Sean Couturier can do for his wingers. He makes them a lot better. I think this is an important year to get Konechny and his swagger back. And I think putting him with Sean Couturier is a good chance, gives you a good chance to do that. So I like that on my first line. Joe, for me, a little different on my second line. I have Scott Lawton on the wing, not Noah Cates, although I really did like that Cates pick. I, I honestly thought about that this morning. But I like Scott Lawton, uh, Swiss Army knife. He played really well with Kevin Hayes in the bubble to start that round robin. I think they have good chemistry together. And then I have Cam Atkinson on right wing on that second line. I like that line together. I think there's good tenacity. There's good 200-foot play there. Hayes and Atkinson are good friends. I think they complement each other well. So I think you you have a solid second line there. Uh, I don't think these lines are perfect. But I to me, in my eyes, uh, without Joel Farabee, uh, I think that it makes the most sense. For me, uh, in a perfect world, I would have probably Joel Farabee on the first line uh, if he's healthy. If he was healthy and he's ready to go, I would have Farabee on that first line, and then I would – Re, you know, readjust things uh, down below. Uh, but I don't think Joel Ferry will be uh, healthy from the start of the season. I think it could take him a few weeks. Maybe we'll see where he is, obviously, after having neck surgery in the offseason. But that's my uh, that's my top six. And uh, and, and Joe, what, what do you think with, with JVR on that first line? Does that kind of tell you something a little bit about where this team has gone after the offseason and after the past couple seasons from a depth perspective? Yeah, I was just thinking, and you, you brought it up, we debated second or third line, and there was a time when it was obvious he was a third-line winger. Mm -hmm. um, the production just wasn't there. And quite frankly, JVR is a little bit of a one-trick pony. If he's not scoring goals, there's not a ton of other aspects of his game that stand out. And generally, when you have top six players, you, you, you need that versatility. You need, you need the guy that's going to play well in his own end. And I'm not saying JVR doesn't do that. I'm just saying he's not known for it. And he's really known for getting in front of the net, causing havoc, scoring goals, and generally the goals that result from causing havoc in front of the net. Um, and, you know, it, there just hasn't been enough of that this time around with the Flyers. And, um, you know, we assume they tried to trade him. You mentioned the, the buyout potential and all that. And, but it appears now he's definitely going to be back. And, um, you know, I, I, I don't see, I mentioned before the old kind of the old adage with this team was guys that need, uh, I don't want to say fixing, but guys that need a boost in their game, you put them with Couturier and that's what happens. I think, as I mentioned, Tortorella is going to see these two guys as guys. I can get more out of these guys. I'm going to get more out of these guys. And the first thing I'm going to do to do that is not only put them with Sean Couturier, but I could see him saying, like, okay, these guys are going to be labeled as first-line players. So when you're labeled you're labeled as a first-line player, there's some pressure that comes with that. There's And there's also this, okay, I'm on the first line, so now – 
I need to to play my like play my way to stay on the first line. Yeah. Um, because I'm dropped down in the lineup, then it's obviously related to production and play. Um, if not when Farabee comes back. Because when Farabee comes back, as you said, I think that JVR would be the candidate to move into that other wing on the second line. Um, because yeah. I really think, and I've mentioned it before on this podcast, that Connect needs a player that Tortorella will zoom in on perhaps more than any other player on this team. So um, that's my expectation there. And, you know, the, 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 I think what's going to happen is when you're in training camp and fans start reading about what's going on and lineup projections and these sorts of things. And even this, us talking about it on this podcast here, people are going to say, wait, JVR on the first line. And then they're going to open up a page on their phone or whatever and look at the roster and say, wow, this depth, the depth from this team is just not what it is, not what it's been uh, in quite some time. And um, it's a little bit of a reality check to where we are with this team right now um, in a, a, a year that's not going to be full of expectations. But um, again, you know, John Tortorella coached a bunch of Columbus teams that had no expectations and he took them to the playoffs four years in a row. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to sit here and say they're going to be horrible. They're, I mean, anything could happen, particularly in hockey, anything happens. Um, we see it all the time. So, uh, but yes, the depth is uh, a, a striking, um, even with one guy that the Flyers are going to rely on, like Farabee, being out of the lineup. That's when you really notice it because, um, you know, it's really – the goal scoring is not – it doesn't jump off the page at you with this lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, so well, it'll be interesting to see. But I, I I could see a lot of line shuffling during the weeks that Farabee is out. Uh, I, I don't think we're going to see, you know, the same top six every game for sure. Yeah. Flyers Talk is brought to you by Great Railing. Stop into Great Railing for the highest quality and lowest prices on all your railing, decking, and fencing needs. And Jordan, I think I misspoke earlier and I said Cam Atkinson had more goals than all those players. It You almost forget that James Van Riemsdyk did end up leading this team in goals. Yeah. Um, it was a season that just came off the rails and it kind of, they were, the goal scoring was very quiet. So the guys that did score goals, you don't really remember them. Maybe more Atkinson more so because it was his first year with the team and he came here you know, with that expectation that he was going to be one of the top goal scorers on the team. But, um, but yeah, I, I, I think him and Hayes is, is a, like you said, they, they're, there's a lot of chemistry there already. They mm-hmm. played a lot together. I think that's a, a good starting point for that second line. And then that third spot, as we mentioned, could likely be interchangeable. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I see that first line in the absence of Farabee as an opportunity for John Tortorella, and I think he's going to take it with uh, Konechny and Van Riemsdyk. And Cam Atkinson would have finished as the team's leading goal scorer had he not got injured uh, at the end of the season. I believe he missed the final nine games. He had that injury, suffered against the Capitals, and I believe he missed the final nine games. I think he played – I think he played 74 games. I'll have to look back on that. But uh, again, so, you know, had he not gotten injured, I think he finishes as the team's leading scorer. JVR got hot at the end. Cam Atkinson got hurt. 
and uh, JVR was the, the the leading goal scorer. But yeah, I, I'm very interested to see what James Van Riemsdyk does under a John Tortorella head coach. I think I think JVR gets misperceived by a lot of people as like a player that doesn't want to play hard or tends to be lazy. Like I don't think he's that type of player. I think he knows when to pick his spots. I've talked to him before and he's talked about how, you know, a lot of goal scorers know, you know, where to find open gaps, know where to um, know when to push and when to kind of survey and stuff like that. Uh, But I do feel like he played some of his best 200 foot hockey that I've ever seen under Elaine Vigneault when the Flyers were playing well. Um, I really saw him play the full length of the rink and it, it benefited him. I thought he, he played better. Um, you saw him play in different spots in the lineup. You saw him score goals. And of course we know what he can do on the power play. So I think John Tortorella, as you mentioned, Joe, will look at JVR and see a player that he can get more out of. And uh, I think new coaches first year always kind of have players up on their toes, ready to prove, ready to, ready to go, you know, the extra mile. So I think James Van Reems, like in that first line spot, will have a good opportunity to push and show that he can play, um, you know, show that he can play a 200-foot game that John Tortorella likes. Tortorella likes all four lines playing the same way in the sense that he understands your skills and strengths and he understands his fourth line is probably a little different than his first, but he's going to want guys going full go for checking and creating turnovers and putting pressure on the opposition. So James Van, James Van Reems, like on the first line, is going to have to do that and connect me as well. Uh, so, I, yeah, absolutely. I think Torrell is going to see those two guys as I can get more out of them. Uh, but even Scott Lawton being on that second line shows you where the depth has gone with this team. It's taken a hit. I mean, in a perfect world over the past couple seasons, two, three seasons, Scott Lawton was like a fourth-line center. And everyone was like, wow, that fourth line looks great. You know, we believe Scott Lawton is an ideal third or fourth line center. Here I have him on my second line left wing. I really like Scott Lawton as a player. I think he's undervalued in a lot of fans' minds. No, he's not like the most talented guy. uh, But a lot of teams value these types of players that can scale your lineup a little bit, can provide offense when needed, and are going to play the right way. They're going to kill penalties. They can chip in offensively. Uh, I think Scott Lawton's been here for the amount of time that he has because of what he brings. Coaches like him, you know what you're going to get every single night out of him. And I think right now, given the Joel Farabee injury and where the team's gone from a depth perspective, he's my second line left wing. Um, You know, Jordan, I think that I think this is an ideal opportunity, too, for Scott Lawton to get some time on the power play. I felt like over the last couple of years, he really got a bit little bit snake bit and I thought he deserved uh power play opportunities two seasons ago Nolan Patrick continued to play on the power play he wasn't producing at all um he was really non-existent on the power play and I felt like Scott Lawton should be given an opportunity same with last year and I think this year is an ideal time that he could be he could get some looks on the power play likely not the first power play unit but the second power play unit for sure so I, I think that would be this is this is the time he's got to get his looks on the power play. And just looking over the stats here, you were correct. 
73 games played for Cam Atkinson. 73, that's right. So, and he finished with one less goal than JVR. He had 23, JVR 24. So, yeah, he likely would have led the team in goals if he would have played those nine games. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, I, I, um, I think the, as we've discussed, Atkinson's placement as a winger on the second line has more to do with fit and chemistry with Hayes than it does with stats or anything like that. Um, and and let's not forget too, Tortorella is, is very familiar with Cam Atkinson from Columbus. So this is a player he knows already where this guy fits best. He knows how he plays. He knows how to bring the most out of this player. And Cam also, you know, very familiar with the coach. So I think that helps a lot. But I I do think you know Tortorella is going to use that first line as. Couturier aside, because I think he's the obvious first line center. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to use that first line as as his spots to get more out of players than they've been giving this team over the last uh, few seasons. So that uh, that to me, it jumped right out of me. If this is this is the time without Farabee there, he can definitely um, kind of put pressure on those guys while encouraging them at the same time with the first line label. Absolutely. And Joe, just how important is the health of Sean Couturier and Kevin Hayes? Like there was times last year where they didn't have either of those two players. And I mean, these are your top two centers and given where the team's depth is now going into this year, I mean, Sean Couturier's health might be the most important thing of anything for this Flyers team. I mean, if if he's not healthy, uh, you really just wonder where this team is from a talent perspective. Yeah, I mean, because you look at the depth at center, and we're, we're talking about you mentioned Scott Lawton as a second line wing. Well, he immediately becomes a center if Hayes and Couturier aren't both healthy. Yeah. And then not only does he become a center, but he becomes a one of the top two line centers, um, depending on, you know, the situation. And, you know, when, when you're looking down this lineup, it's, it's, who are the other center? It's Morgan Frost, and you know we've talked about it a lot. I don't know that Morgan Frost has shown. If this roster had more depth, I'm not sure Morgan Frost has shown enough to be a center on one of these four lines. Yeah. Um, I, I personally did not like the way he carried the puck in the zone last year. I thought it was it was a little on the um, you know. It, you saw him come across the blue line with the puck and immediately get poke checked away, which is never, you know, you're that you, you don't get possession of the puck that way. And we know Tortorella is going to harp on puck possession. And if your center can't come into the zone with the puck, you're not going to have good puck possession. So, um, and I, I saw, I thought we saw glimpses from Morgan Frost, but I don't think we saw enough to rely on this player. Now, that's, you know, if you look around the league, teams that are not good, that are not successful teams, they don't have a ton of players to rely on. And that's why they're not successful. So we might be in a situation where Morgan Frost is being asked to do way more than he's ready to do. I think we might be there without any injuries. So, um, yeah, I mean, Sean Couturier's health, is at worst 1A most important behind possibly Carter Hart's. Yeah, yeah. And to be clear, it, it 
all signs point to Sean Couturier being healthy and Kevin Hayes. Kevin Hayes, uh, you know, basically talked to us about his health at the end of the last year that he they figured out what was going on and he appeared healthy. And uh, from what we've heard from Chuck Fletcher throughout the offseason, Kevin Hayes is healthy and having a good offseason. Same with Sean Couturier. By the end of last year, Sean Couturier was almost pretty much back to full health. You know, maybe if they were involved in the playoff race or going to the playoffs, he maybe perhaps could have played. But uh, he was practicing in full with the team and looked good. Uh, and so he should be having a pretty standard offseason. So from what we've heard, those two players are healthy. But again, yet they missed a lot of time. Sean Couturier only played 29 games last year. Going into the, you know, the season opener this year, it'll be his first game since December of last season. So, you know, he had gone some time without playing. Kevin Hayes obviously coming off of numerous surgeries and procedures to, to figure out what was going on in his core region. Obviously, it turned out to be an infection in his blood, um, and uh, they were able to get that figured out. But uh, two guys, very important, especially uh, their, their health to this team is pretty crucial. So obviously we all know how important the health will be of Sean Couturier and Kevin Hayes. And I think the Flyers are happy that both those players appear to be healthy going into training camp, uh, two vital players to this team uh, all across the ice. Well, Joe, this was fun. It was fun looking at what we could see in this top six Flyers lineup. I think we're getting closer and closer to training camp where this will be a consistent, constant discussion uh, among us media folks, among the coaching staff and among the fans as well. But, Joe, thank you so much as always. Great seeing you. Great chatting with you. Can't wait to do it again. A big thank you to Ben Berry, our podcast producer and guru. And Flyers fans, as always, thank you for listening to the latest Flyers Talk podcast presented by Great Railing. Wherever you get your podcast, please rate and listen. And we can't wait to talk to you next time. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.